Hey, all you nature nerds, this is You're Gonna Die Out There. Welcome back, everyone, all you nature nerds and nature enthusiasts <laughs> and who just like cool stories. We are back with a, a nature nugget today. Another nuggy. Um, which will be told by Megan. Hello. Hello, Megan. Hello. What you got for us? Originally, because we tried to record this the other day and I had chosen this article about this family in Turkey who walk on all fours. And I swear I've seen that documentary and I... Yeah. I, it's great, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Super interesting. I don't know what happened and I could not tell that story. We had to stop. We had to I was just like, my brain is not functioning. Mm-hmm. I was like, Jen, I cannot. So I chose a different. She <laughs> gave up. I was like, never mind. You know what? Never mind. I don't know what it was about that that I couldn't get through my brain. But, but it was, it is an interesting story. It is. Speaking of like genetics and they're the yeah. only people in the world that do that and all that stuff. Well, and and just that, yeah, that people were like kind of not nice to them. Yeah. Like categorizing them in a way that wasn't kind. Like that they hadn't evolved. <clears throat> yeah. That they were like actually reversing. Unevolved. Yeah, yeah. Unevolving. Yeah. That's, and it's just so rude. That's rude. Like, let's not do that. No. Unless Come on. We're, unless we're talking about dolphins, and then we can be as rude as we want. <laughs> anyway, I'm just be remembering nice that because, dolphins. because Zoo draws, I mean, you'll listen to this later, but at the time, today, Jen was like, oh, you got to go check our thing, because Zoo Draws mentioned you, and it was on like, Instagram. yeah, that you love. He did an amazing comic about dolphins. dolphins. That's hilarious. And uh, that I'm a dolphin enthusiast, which I am not yeah. a dolphin enthusiast. She's not. I am. But if you haven't yet. Which I think everybody that listens to us pretty mm. much has. You got to go check out Zoo Draws. Oh yeah, on Instagram, so good, hilarious. He, you know, and but he's also on. I do this thing where I read these like kind of Korean comics or mm-hmm. whatever. He's on that platform that I'm just gonna look up real quick right, right now. Well, and the other thing is, is he has t-shirts. Yes, and Megan ordered us t-shirts. I did. And I love it. Uh, Webtoon. Webtoon. He's on Webtoon. So you can subscribe to him there, but he also has a Patreon, which uh, we are patrons of. Yes, we are. We are. So I'm just, that guy is so talented. He is. And bringing awareness to things. Yes. Brings awareness in a funny way. Agreed. And he's a great cartoonist. Anyway, we're gushing. We are. But anyway. Okay. So what's your story? Um, All right. So I found this in Science Daily. Your source for the latest research news. It is entitled, Researchers Map Mosquito Cells That May Help the Insects Choose Tastiest Humans. Oh. Creepy. Okay. This is uh, from February 21st, 2023. That's this year. Uh, And it is from Johns (laughs) Hopkins Medicine. And just real quick, the summary. In a bid to understand why mosquitoes may be more attracted to one human than another, Researchers say they have mapped specialized receptors on the insect's nerve cells that are able to fine-tune their ability to detect particularly welcome or welcoming odors in human skin. And I'm hoping that those odors are like gross odors to us Mm -hmm. because I try not to be stinky, you know? Yeah, I'm really curious what they are going to be so I can try to not be that. (laughs) Just, Just pineapples. Everything, if you smell like pineapples, that's it. Right. Or wouldn't it be how your your pheromones or your blood yeah. or what your blood type is, maybe? Maybe. Or what you eat? Maybe. I mean, 
Give me all, all the, the things. things. All the things. In a bid to understand why mosquitoes may be more attracted to one human than another, Johns Hopkins medicine researchers say they have mapped specialized receptors. That's kind of basically the same thing they just said. <laughs> right. <laughs> Moving on. Receptors on mosquito neurons have an important role in the insect's ability to identify people who present an attractive source of a blood meal. Ugh. <laughs> Something <laughs> about that word. That, or that, yeah, blood, blood meal. meal. Just come on. Ew. Is that necessary? It's very, mm. it's very vampire-y. According, <laughs> it is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, according to Christopher Potter, PhD, if you didn't know, Fit. associate professor of neuroscience at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, understanding the molecular biology of mosquito odor sensing is key to developing new ways to avoid bites and the burdensome diseases they cause, he says. And yeah, I totally get that you want to avoid bites and diseases. I was just thinking how annoying it is to get bitten. When right. I originally, I was like, yeah, it's super annoying. But yeah, there are so many mosquito-borne diseases. On a global scale, mosquitoes are the number one killer. Yes. Like of people. Evil. Mm -hmm. Number two is dolphins. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Worldwide, mosquito-borne diseases such as malaria, dengue fever, and the West Nile virus affect or afflict 700 million people and kill 750,000 each year. Although mosquito control efforts using nets and pesticides have helped reduce the toll, the development of better repellents to sabotage odorant attraction remains a priority. So many words. Basically, just we need some more, you know, off in different varieties. Right. Strong, stronger versions of off. Or, or right. Yeah. But if we know what's attracting them, maybe we can, because there's only so much you could do yeah. when you live in a tropical environment. Only so much. To get rid of mosquitoes. And it's not just one kind of mosquito that hangs out here. Yeah, there's all kinds. It's like daytime mosquitoes and nighttime mosquitoes. I mean, I've had all the things. Brunch mosquitoes. You did have all I've the things. I've been a blood meal. I feel like... <laughs> Many times. You were like the super tasty blood meal. I feel like you might have talked about your experience with getting dengue. Uh -huh. And then also... Didn't you also get like the first case ever in Micronesia of like West Nile or something? No, Zika. Zika. That's what yeah. it was. Oh my gosh. I was like the first one. I was like, I feel funny. What's this rash? <laughs> I have a... And then they were like, I don't know. What's wrong with you? And then later, they everybody was getting it. Yeah. And then they found out it was Zika that hit the island. Who brought it? That's Me. what I wanted to know. Well, at the you. time, I was taking all these I was giving these talks to tourists oh yeah so I really think this might be it about like the sea turtle stuff yeah and I was you know so I was around all these people who were coming from wherever right who knows who knows and the mosquito wrong. bit them and then they bit me <laughs> and then right after right after sorry the way you just <laughs> said that it made me think that the tourists bit you <laughs> <laughs> they were vampires they they made a blood meal of you. I was, you just don't remember because they have that magic. They did the the eye thing. Yeah, right. And they were like, they you hypnotized will forget, me. You will forget this. <laughs> and they gave this me never Zika. happened. <laughs> and then I was like, what is this thing on my neck? It's so crazy. This must be a bad mosquito bite. <laughs> yeah, and then you also got scarlet fever. I did because <laughs> I'm in some old Jane Austen <laughs> so <good>. novel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, what year is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh. So much fun. I And, and the then, thing is, is I hardly get sick. I never get sick. Yeah. I, it just you just did those it things all at once. Well, it was over like more. I don't know how many years, yeah. but still. But still, that's a lot of it's random. I do I love your dengue story about how you got to eat lobster and then you got really sick. Oh right. It was like you got yeah, you got these like amazing lobsters and you were like, right This is I, amazing. It was right when I very first started yeah. being a Peace Corps. 
There's a whole story there. Well, first of all, I was in the Outer Islands and they give you like a box of medicine, mm-hmm. a large, like think of Home Depot extra large box. Plus right? your bag of condoms. Yeah. Including a <laughs> giant gallon size Ziploc <laughs> bag of condoms. And then they give you this like booklet of instructions. Like if you get sick, like you mm-hmm. feel this, take this medicine. I mean, there was everything in there. Basically, I had more than the dispensary on the island had. So people came to me like, you got pink eye? I got you. You know, you got this, whatever. I, you know, some ibuprofen. I got so many bottles of (laughs) ibuprofen. Yeah. So they brought this lobster. It was huge. And they're like, we don't really like, they call it the head. Wait, yeah, the yeah. part, the meat part, which is the tail. The tail, yeah. They no, don't no, like no, that they part. call it the tail. That's the tail, but they call the rest of it. They like all the gooey stuff, like on the body. Yeah, they're like, this is this is where it's at. This is and I and at. they don't even like the tail part. They're like, that's not even that good. I was like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> so I took that no butter. I mean, you know, just yeah, just yeah. ate it. I was like, whatever. I love this. And then like the next day, <laughs> actually that night. <laughs> so you have to understand that there aren't really toilets out there. There was a toilet, sure, but it, you have to pour water in it because yeah, there's yeah. no like flowing water, flushing. There's water. no water source. It's just yeah. you go bring water from this big water catchment, like rainwater, mm-hmm. and you bring it in containers in a wheelbarrow. Yeah. So that's how you have water. And I woke up and I had a very distressed tummy, <laughs> and the, I was in this hut which had these plywood openings and there was like wood holding it up and I remember trying to get out as fast as I could as fast as I could and I hit the plywood the thing hit me and I think that's what slowed me down enough yeah that I didn't quite I almost you're like let's just say let's just say it was it was a bad night and I was like well I must have a stomach problem Mm mm-hmm right and then the next day I had like the fever and all the things and you know you have dengue because you're um well, you just have a bad fever and you can't eat anything. Yeah. And, and it's been going around. But when it's done, your your palms and the bottom of your feet will peel. Oh. And all of your blood, like you think of your tiniest little veins. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. pop out so you can see them all over like your arms and your legs. It's really gross. That's so creepy. And yeah, it's I really remember, creepy. I, isn't there like that your eyes are really hurty? Oh, yeah. Your like eyes, your head. Yeah. You, oh, you have like, they call it like break bone, break bone, bone, break. bone break fever yeah, yeah, or something yeah. like that. That's what they called it. But I mean, yeah, you just feel like shit. And, and then, like... I, but hey, I was like, it was like a little Romy and Michelle's moment. <laughs> when I finished, I was like, you guys, I look fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I look so good. I mean, I lost, it was like an instant 20, 15, 20 pounds. I was like, this is amazing. Mono is like the best diet ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for you, it was dengue. It was dengue. It kind of so sucked. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. But that's not the kind of dengue that people die from. The, the he- one- hemorrhagic or whatever. Thank God. But yeah. they said, so once you've had it and you get it again, and that's when it can get really dangerous. Or mm-hmm. if you get that one, because there's different strains or whatever. Same with the Zika. There yeah. was the Zika that came there was not the same strain that hit South America mm. much later. Yeah. That caused all the... The brain, the, like, damage to, mm-hmm. like, newborn In- or yeah. infants or yeah. fetal, fetus stuff. Yeah, people, <laughs> like, yeah, women who are pregnant were... Yeah. Yeah, that was a bad thing. But it was yeah. a different, it's a different strain. Anyway, so mosquitoes. Pieces, that was a great side story. I love, just, you know, I love Peace that story. It's my favorite story. story. But yeah, okay, let's move on. So a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people get a lot of diseases each year from mosquitoes. Mosquitoes detect odors mostly through their antenna, 
And scientists have long observed that variations in odor, heat, humidity, and carbon dioxide are factors in attracting mosquitoes to some individuals more than others. And I do remember reading something before we went to Peace Corps about how like mosquitoes are like really in when you breathe out your carbon dioxide, that's like an indication to them. They're like, hey, what's up? Like, like mm-hmm. you're something that breathes out carbon dioxide. I'm going to come in like and get my meal. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I remember <laughs> trying to like not breathe as heavy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I'm, not, I'm just going to breathe really you shallow. just pass out. Yeah. It's like she's always trying to avoid out. mosquitoes. What's happening? Anyway, but says Potter, that is, if you don't remember, Christopher Potter, PhD. <laughs> yes. He says the insects use multiple senses to find hosts. Anopheles gambiae, gambiae, I think I'm saying that right, a family of mosquitoes that cause malaria, for example, has three types of receptors that stud the surface of neurons in their organs that sense odor. So odorant, gustory, and inotropic receptors. Gustatory? That just makes me think of like your bowels for some reason. Mm -hmm. All right. So odorant receptors, says Potter, are the most well-studied by scientists and are thought to help mosquitoes distinguish between animals and humans. And I'm like, aren't we all animals? I get what they're trying to say, though. Right. Gustatory receptors detect carbon dioxide. Inotropic receptors respond to acids and amines. I mean, Jesus, like aminic, you know, amino acids. Compounds found and compounds found on human skin. It is thought that different levels of particular acids on human skin might be a reason for some people to be more attractive to mosquitoes than others. So I think this is the part that he's going to be looking at the skin, kind of like something other, because I feel like. Yeah, the carbon dioxide thing that's been studied a lot. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's interesting because he's going to be looking at like the combination of all these factors. Like what is it that makes the most perfect meal? I feel like we have a coworker here who is like got to be number one mosquito attractor on the planet. Yes. When we go to the field with her, it's just like head to toe. Well, and not only does she just get bit, but she also reacts. She has a big reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Like they get big and red and like poor thing. We went someplace together and we weren't allowed to wear mosquito repellent because we we're going to be around some endangered snails. And mm-hmm. so I just remember being like really annoyed at the mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. But I looked over at her and I was like, oh, my God, are you OK? Like, do we it's need to bad. take you to the hospital? Usually she goes like ninja style, just covers everything, everything like yeah. her face. So all you see is her eyes. <laughs> and the mosquitoes are still like, can we get in there? Yeah. And the oh. mosquitoes are pretty bad. They're pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to our next paragraph. Yes. (laughs) Because of the potential for inotropic receptors to guide a mosquito to prefer one type of human skin over another, Potter and postdoctoral researchers Joshua Raj and Joanna Konopka looked for them in mosquito antennas. So they're really looking at that, I guess, the acid on your skin. Bites to human skin come from female mosquitoes, although some research indicates that males are also attracted to human odors, right? Because I've always heard the females bite you because they got to feed their young or like they're like make their eggs, right? Mm -hmm. But I guess they just say that males are attracted. I'm like, they just come and like buzz around you. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, wow, you smell amazing. But they don't actually bite you. Yeah. They're like the ones that just go by your ear. Oh, those are the worst. Those are the worst. They just buzz around in your ear. Like, anyway. Uh, there's, to, <laughs> there's some pretty good memes for that one. Anyway. Yeah. To find neurons expressing inotropic receptors in the antenna, the researchers used a technique called fluorescent in situ hybridization, which pinpoints not the receptors themselves, but genetic material called RNA, in case you didn't know, a cousin of DNA, mm-hmm. which you want to go back all the way to, you know, science 101. Go back to high like school biology. Ninth grade. Yeah. 
Finding RNA linked to inotropic receptors means that the neurons are highly likely to be producing such receptors. So I guess they're saying that you would have to have a certain kind of RNA that's being produced that's going to attract them to you. You can't even change Like, what? you can't do anything about that. It's just genetics. It's not like the lotion you're using. Mm-mm. No. Right? It's just in you. It's just in you. Yeah. Uh, the scientists thought they'd find similar numbers of inotropic receptor-laden neurons in each of the antenna segments, but they found the majority of inotropic receptors were in the distal, the furthest from the head part of the antenna. They also found, however, that the antenna had more inotropic receptors in the proximal, so near the head, part of mosquitoes. So maybe just not in the middle, like there's more concentrated receptors at mm-hmm. the very end and then mm-hmm. closer to their head. That's kind of weird. But not in the middle. <laughs> I'm like, why didn't they just say not in the middle? Right. But on either end. Yeah. Anyway, Potter says his team's experiments show that mosquito antennae are more complex than we previously thought them to be. I feel like that's a take-home message. Don't even care. Just going to squish them. This is... (laughs) You're not going to study them? It's like... I love watching that. I was just talking to someone the other day about this. The roach. It's like a little mini documentary on roaches. They had Mm -hmm. done a study on like how roaches clean their antenna. I swear I've talked about this. And they put little tiny dog like, like cones. Like the cone of shame. Oh. Like tiny, the tiniest cone of shame on cockroaches. Uh Uh-huh. Just to see what would happen if they stopped cleaning their antenna and they died. (gasps) Like they have to clean their antenna. So that they can... Something about, I think it's part of like their breathing or some kind of something. There's like, obviously they're sensing... So now we know how to get rid of them. Yeah. Just Just tiny, tiny... (laughs) Cones of shame. Uh Uh-huh. You have to, you have to outfit every single cockroach you find. Fine. That's... Easy. Easy Easy peasy. Yeah, we can probably make some with some hot glue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And wasn't it like when people are like, well, cockroaches are very clean? Yeah. Yeah. But you're like, I don't care. It's dead. It's still gross. I mean, I will say it's really a cute video to see the up close, just like how they like clean their little antenna. Yeah. I don't know. All the chitin or whatever. I just can't deal with those cockroaches. So much fun. Moving on. Inotropic receptors are known to work with partner receptors to respond to owners, kind of like a dance partner, says Potter. In the current study, the researchers were able to identify some pairings of receptors. They predicted if an inotropic receptor would respond to acids. They verified these predictions by using genetic engineering to visualize the responses of an inotropic receptor called LR41C in the mosquito. You're going to have to remember that. LR41C. Done. Those expressing neurons were activated by one type of acid as predicted, but were inhibited or turned off, if you don't know what that means, by a different type of acid. I mean, essentially, they're just saying, like, how do these receptors behave around certain kinds of acids or Mm -hmm. aminos or whatever? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Potter suspects that the ability of these receptor expressing neurons to be both activated and inhibited Mm -hmm. by odors may allow mosquitoes to increase the range of responses that can play in odor detection and in driving behaviors. So basically, they're talking about like, if a mosquito is going to choose you or me based on how we react to their receptors, right? If the receptor is like detects that acid on you, it's -hmm. going to be turned on. And if it doesn't detect that acid on me, it's going to be turned off. So they're going to be like more likely to like go hang out with you than me. I think that's what they're saying. If I'm more acidic? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Are you more acidic? I don't know. I probably... Yeah, well, it makes me think that, like, okay, yeah, maybe if you do eat a bunch of, like, lemons or something. (laughs) Would would that make you more acidic? Right? Would you, like, sweat it out? (laughs) Like, how many lemons would you have to eat to sweat out enough acid to repel mosquitoes from you? (laughs) 
citronella. You know what I mean? Like what? Well, there, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Just rub it all over your body. I don't like the smell of citronella. Uh, same. Ugh. There's something about it that's too chemically. Yeah, I just yeah. don't like it. But I did buy that one kind of spray that's like organic, mm-hmm. right? It's just like all these essential oils. And that's what it is, like citrus oil. I don't know, like a bunch of different citrus like oils. when we were Peace Corps, they just gave us straight up DEET. It was like 100% percent. It's like the kind that you would put on like military grade equipment. Yeah, like they gave it your, to us to put on our like, bodies. Put it on your body. Yeah. And then later, I got the skin cancer. I'm just saying, is there... A correlation. Yes. I used to put that stuff on my face. I've, you, you know, what we used is the coils that you burn. Oh yeah, so and good. I would sit with like five of those, just like below, just all around me, like I yeah. was in some sort of, you know, I don't know, seance or <laughs> some sort of <laughs> weird meditation. Yeah, but it's just poison. It's just straight poison. Yeah. At my host family's house, we burned dried coconut husk. Uh huh. Which is great. That's fine. But also, it's really smoky. So it's like either you poison yourself or you get smoke inhalation or you're putting just like straight chemicals on your body. Smoke chemicals. I remember for like the first two months, every morning I would get up and cover myself in that DEET. I would just do it. I I hardly used it. I was like, I don't feel really good about this. And mosquitoes, I don't really get a reaction from them, which is probably why I got dengue and Zika because I was like, I'm fine. (laughs) Like whatever. Um, Yeah, no, I I did it for like two months. And then I was like, I can't continue to do this because it was a rule. They were like, oh, you're supposed to, this is what you're supposed to do. Take your multivitamin, Mm -hmm. put on your D. You're such a rule follower. Wear your helmet. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do all these things. Uh And I hated it. I hated it. So it's like I would wash my face and then I would put on my layer of D. And I would just be like, this sucks. And also D did not work against the like noceums. Oh, yeah. And there were so many where I lived. It was insane. Those those are, those suck. <sighs> okay, so moving on. I'm so sorry. This is such a great article about mosquitoes. <laughs> just like just, side stories. So many side stories. Basically, what they're looking at is, yeah, like trying to figure out how mosquitoes find the best tasting people. And they go on to say this research was supported by the National Institutes of Health, the Department of Defense. Oh, the Johns Hopkins Postdoctoral Accelerator Award, the Johns Hopkins Malaria Research Institute, the Natural Science and Engineering Research Council, and Bloomberg Philanthropies. So it looks like they're pretty well funded. Yeah. So maybe we'll get some new ways to combat mosquitoes pretty soon. They're just going to be like, okay, here's a lemon, rub it all over your skin. Well, we've talked about doing a mosquito episode, and now I already told you guys my story, so... Cancel. (laughs) (laughs) And then we've also talked about doing intestinal parasite type Which episodes it just sounds amazing it's just so gross so gross i remember when i thought i had an intestinal parasite and uh, i don't know i think we talked about this we talk about all the things on here all the time we just like repeat the same stories but when we had to you have to send it like a stool sample mm-hmm. and i had never <laughs> oh man that was the worst i look you guys literally we had to poo on the ground our poo yeah in a thing like I, send it. I put like I put like a like a plastic <laughs> or I don't even All remember. All of you want to join Peace Corps. I think I just had like a piece of notebook paper. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I set it on the ground and then you got a squat. Why did you put it on the ground? You could just set paper. There's ways to do it on the toilet. I couldn't do it. I, oh my God. I couldn't figure out how to do it on the <laughs> toilet. So I had this is like this is TAT. And I just I just kept thinking like, I hope nobody tries to walk because that door never locked. I no hopefully the Peace Corps comes the door. No, I did it at home. 
home. I oh. did it at home. And I and I, I feel just, like I did mine at the Peace Corps office because, <laughs> because um, we came, yeah, because yeah. I came in from the Outer Islands. And yeah. You had to do it then. Yeah, They were everything. like, here's the things you need to do this. And I was like, well, give it to me. Right. I got this. Yeah. And I remember, <laughs> I was <laughs> like, if you want it, I'll give it to you. <laughs> and as some people might no remember, I in my host family's house, there was only like the one light bulb that was on the right. So it was like, I'm using the it creepy to do this one light bulb. Yeah. And I just, I was so worried that either someone would just walk in because they needed to get the light bulb or they would like knock on the door to get the light bulb. And oh, I'm yeah, like, the- I need, I need this light bulb this time. <laughs> like, I can't just take a shower in the dark like usual. <laughs> like, I have to be able to see this piece of shit on the ground. (laughs) Actually, you guys, let me just say that I feel like this is all, this is a good time for us to talk about our Peace Corps stories. Oh yeah, it's Peace Corps week. It's Peace Corps week. Well, is it right now? I think it was like last week. It's either this week or last week. Usually we do Peace Corps stories, but I know I feel like last year we didn't get so much of a response. So we just kind of like, eh, we're good. Yeah, but this is a great time to learn about all the intricacies of a Peace Corps experience. That's right. That is a big one. I was horrified by having to do that. And then it was like, it had to be a certain size to fit like in the container. Oh God, all the things, Jen. Let me tell you, Peace Corps Week is was last week. Was. <laughs> we missed it. We missed it, it was February 26th through March 4th. <sighs> so yeah, March 1st, 1961 was when it started. So well, yeah. let's just pretend like this was this is, for Peace Corps Week. Yeah. And this episode won't even come out for a couple more weeks so that's true but as we speak right now it's only march 6, six. so actually so are we still in peace car week officially oh, maybe wait a minute <laughs> you guys we're, t- we're totally doing this on purpose what did i say march yeah oh march 4th oh close that's enough still close enough. Yeah, yeah yeah same same yeah i mean we're in guam so, so really there you guys have it you have some like you know weird poop. insight um, poop insight and mosquito mm-hmm. stuff but let me just tell you that when you join the peace corps i mean it's all like the pictures and everything you're like that's gonna be so great i'm gonna like work with people it's gonna be this actually it's a lot of intestinal yes. issues and um some sicknesses and I, my favorite <laughs> that might define your your time my favorite was going to the hospital having some kind of sickness mm-hmm. sitting down and the doctor not examining you just looking at you being like mm-hmm. and being like okay i'm gonna give you some tylenol and some antibiotics perfect amoxicillin how's that and i'd yeah. be like all right <laughs> oh yeah what was great is when I did get the scarlet fever, <laughs> there was, you have to have penicillin for that. Right. Because it's a kind of strep, right? So mm-hmm. you have to have penicillin. And they were completely out on the main island. So luckily I was going to the outer islands and they had it out there. You were like, weird. <laughs> that's super weird. So weird. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like just like- out of penicillin. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, we don't have any. And it's like, could you just make some? Mm-hmm. This, can we just make some mold right now? Or how yeah. does this work? Yeah. <laughs> or when I had my appendix removed and I went in and had surgery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You and guys. you got like the hard drugs for, for that one, right? It, it was the same stuff we used to use at the vet clinic. <laughs> but I think it's normal. Like that's right. propofol, which yeah. is what Michael Jackson OD'd it's, uh, on. It's called the milk accident. of amnesia. So yeah. I took that or they gave me that. And I remember this nurse wheeling me out, either in or out, I don't remember, of the surgery. Mm-hmm. And she was... She was chewing a betel nut, like, while she was working, like, taking me to her from. She was chewing a betel nut with, like, a real serious look and looking at me. And I was like, can you please bring me my appendix? I want to see it. And she was just like, what in God's name are you saying this for? And she was like, uh, I mean, okay. Did you get to see it? Yeah, they brought it to me. 
I saved it for a really long time. I was going to say, do you still have it? No, I did think you, I like, dry it finally out? Like, got rid of it. It was just like in a little bottle of yeah. something. Who knows what formula? You should have dried it out. And it's so small. Made made like a necklace out of it. Or it's something. so tiny. Is and I really? was like, it's so tiny. Why? How does this cause problems? Yeah. Yeah. And then the hospital there is like, there's no, you guys, it's just like when the slat window, you yeah. know, the louvers. No louvers. Yeah. 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 No AC. There's a fan. There's no food. Right. There's People no, have to bring you food. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, I think that's like the cultural way, right? Because everybody goes, if you're sick, everybody goes to the hospital with you. Yeah. So there was some ladies that came and like slept on the floor so that I they could bring me food and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was there for a couple of days. Was it, where and was then I, I went on the ship. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I went on the ship right after that and went out and started doing turtle work. And uh, you were like, no big deal. I was like, you guys, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't tell it, but people were mad. You know, they don't like, they don't want to kill like Americans over there. Yeah, it's true. They don't like that. They don't (laughs) want anybody to die. Don't kill the Peace Corps. On their watch. Yeah, don't kill the Peace Corps. That is like number one. Yeah, and I feel like that was the kind of the, like everybody had kid hands when they're dealing with you. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, they don't want you to cut and don't hold a knife. Don't use that machete. You might hurt yourself. I mean, are they right? Yes. Did I hurt myself a few times? A hundred percent. But at the same time, I became proficient, I feel. Well, they didn't even want me to use a knife to like chop an onion. I was like, Come on, guys. <laughs> They're like, you have to curl your fingers under, <laughs> under, Jen. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, we digress. So good. Anyway, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. That is my that was good article for today. I love stuff about mosquitoes. We should talk about it more often. Yeah. Well, and okay, it's let so me just say that I was hoping that this article would actually say like these things, like uh-huh. this particular mm-hmm. smell acid, whatever. Like, give me something I can work with. I yeah. need something tangible here. Yes. But that didn't happen. Can I cover my body in olive oil and everything no, will be fine? you need to change your genetic makeup. It seems like that. Just That's how it seems. Easy peasy. Yeah. All right. You're Gonna Die Out There is produced by us, Jen and Megan, and edited by the talented and super nice guy, Jonathan Pillsbury. Thank you, Jonathan. Yay. Yay. Uh, all of this is possible because of an amazing group of Nature Nerd patrons. If you would like to be part of our super cool nerd community on Patreon, just go to our website at you're gonna die out there.com or you can check our link tree on our Instagram page, which is kind of amazing. It is. I'm sorry. But it is. Uh, another way you can support is by leaving us a five star review on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you do, Jen will send you a really kick ass sticker. You just have to send us your mailing address. I will do it. If I forget, hey, if you left us a review and I didn't send you a sticker, send us an email. Let me know. Just let me know. Uh, Also, we would love to hear from you. We get a lot of our stories from listener suggestions. A lot. We kind of steal them. All the time. Yeah. Um, Because they're so good. So if you would like to do that, go to our website. We have a contact page at you'regonnadieoutthere.com or an email, you'regonnadieoutthere at gmail.com. And at the beginning of the episode, we give you a shout out. (laughs) Thanks for listening. And until next time. Don't die out there. Bye. Bye. Bye.